This is your invitation to the intersection of versatility and design. Experience the empowering feeling of the Lexus SUVs and some of the best offers of the year on select models at the Invitation to Lexus sales event, now through April 1st. Lease the 2024 RX 350 Premium All-Wheel Drive for $5.28 a month for 36 months with $49.99 to its signing. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. Call 1-800-USA-LEXUS for important lease offer and pricing details. Not all customers will qualify. Offer in the Lexus Eastern area and it's April 1st, 2024. This is Perspectives, the show where we have a conversation about our differences only to discover how much we have in common. I'm Condice Presley. On our program today, a discussion and education, information about opportunities to be disruptive in a good way in the creative space. Chromatic Black has launched the second season of its Ida B. Wells Fund and is looking for entries, filmmakers who would like to compete in two new categories, visual arts and something called creative place making. Uh, this fund, or this season rather, the fund expands to offer awards that range from $1,000 to $25,000, which will total nearly $200,000 in awards for Black artists. The co-founder of Chromatic Black joins us on Perspectives, Abini Bloodworth. Welcome. Thank you. Hi, Condes. Nice to be here. Tell me about Chromatic Black, how it came to be, and explain a little bit more about how I've set you up with the Ida B. Wells Fund and the work that you all are doing. So Chromatic Black is a pandemic baby. Uh, it is a collective of 10,000 artists, activists. Uh, the vision is the reclamation of story as a public common. Uh, the public common is all that we share. So typically we think of roads and utilities and um, the folks that answer our calls when we are in need. Um, what we know is that a story uh, that is generated and consumed and deployed is mostly created and distributed by um, white men. And so um, as a collective, we wanted to tell a good story, but also make meaning of our story. Um, and so, so we've come together and there are artists across a spectrum of creative disciplines. And our mission is to disrupt the master narrative with good storytelling. We define the master narrative as the underlining beliefs that fuel structural violence and all of its contemporary mutations. Um, and so one of the first thing we did was to sort of have map how we could support creatives. And one of the things that we um, discovered is that creatives need resources to create groundbreaking art. And so uh, we, uh, raise some capital and and we and we capitalized this fund. And so the first year we supported um, seven filmmakers um, with $10,000 to create, to, to experiment and innovate with a mandate to just create groundbreaking art. Uh, what emerged we, out of that first year? You know what? We've got an Oscar contender. Um, so we we had a team uh, Anjanue Ellis and Christine Swanson um, was a team that wanted to, uh, to play around with this kind of uh, way of telling 
taking a speech and amplifying it. And so they created a short film called Fanny. And um, it depicts uh, Fanny Lou Hamer in her uh, riveting speech to, during the 1964 uh, National Democratic Convention. And uh, it most recently won uh, Best uh, Actress at the Bronze Lens Film Festival here in Atlanta. And it also won for Short Doc, Live Short Doc. And so what I understand is it, that means it qualifies to be considered uh, a, a, it, as an Oscar this year. So we're really proud of that in this first year. And it's really great work. Um, this Thursday is gonna be Fannie Lou Hamer's 105th birthday. Um, and uh, we're hosting a national screening um, and we invite people to take a look and, and to meditate on how her life and impact um, helps to inform our democracy today. While we're talking about Fannie Lou Hamer, there will be some people who are listening who do not know who Fannie Lou Hamer was. Can you tell us a little bit about her story? It, it makes perfect sense that I ask you this in that the objective of Chromatic Black is to disrupt the master narrative and to tell these stories that we've, we've some of us have always known, but, but, but the large audience does not. So Fannie Lou Hamer is considered one of our civil rights icons. Um, and she was born in Montgomery, Mississippi. Uh, she's considered a trailblazer. She was a pig farmer, um, a freedom worker. Um, and a civil rights activist who worked tirelessly um, to secure um, the right for um, voting. She's very instrumental in the 19, uh, in the original Voting Rights Act. And um, she was born the youngest of 20 children. Um, she became involved in political activism at a young age. Uh, and so at this 1964 convention, she tells the story of her journey to, to vote. Um, and it, it's a riveting story of being brutalized within the South at the time, uh, being uh, mercilessly beaten by the police, which resulted in the loss of one of her kidneys. Um, and because of her kind of riveting testimony is one of the reasons why um, the Voting Rights Act was passed. Um, she also, um, within the state of Mississippi, uh, is known for setting up one of the kind of uh, mutual aid societies. She was entrepreneurial. She was responsible for setting up one of the first uh, daycare centers for for women, for women, one of the first sewing cooperatives, uh, one of the first pig farms. Uh, so she was she was innovative, uh, and 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 she just spoke truth to power, and in many ways um, she won. So uh, when we when we think about the voter rights, our ability to expand the franchise. Um, you know, Fannie Lou Hamer um, is one of those folks that come to mind. You said a moment ago that the 
organization is a collective of 10,000 creatives, a pandemic baby you described it as. These 10,000 creatives are in, I guess, all of the creative disciplines. Who are these 10,000 folks? So, you know, the collective is made up of most, a, a lot of filmmakers. So we have about 5,400 filmmakers. Uh, we have a lot of writers, but we also have sound artists. We've got some architects and photographers. Um, we have visual artists and painters and animators. Um, but we started up because we're filmmakers and exploring this medium that the collective is mostly made up of Black filmmakers. Talk to us about the significance of the fund being named the Ida B. Wells Fund. So, you know, um, Ida B. Wells uh, is also one of our early civil rights freedom workers. Um, and she was a journalist and um, basically investigated um, and, is, and is known for her work around anti-lynching. Okay. And um, now she was one of those folks that while everybody else was running away from the gore and the blood, uh, Ida B. Wells was running, you know, toward it. Um, she helped us to not only understand like the horrific violence of um, lynching, but also the reasons that fueled it. And it was called the Southern Horrors, where she actually debunked the belief systems around why black men and black women were being um, lynched. And, um, and so she believed that in order for truth to prevail that you needed to be able to shine a light. And so as uh, artists that also see our role as activists, we thought that she was an appropriate person to name the fund after. Um, she's also one of the, uh, original uh, founders of the NAACP. Um, she's also one of the first folks who uh, helped us to understand the dignity, the inherent dignity of uh, folks that are incarcerated. Um, you know, she was a, a, a writer. Uh, she was also during the time during this Victorian era, she was one of the early suffragists. Um, she was considered at the time one of the most dangerous uh, <laughs> women <laughs> in the country. Um, I heard a story that they said that the only reason we know Marcus Garvey's name is because he was hanging out with Ida B. Wells. Um, but, but mostly we know her work around uh, anti-lynching and, uh, and, and helping the country to, to, to really be able to you know, wrestle with, um, you know, our collective uh, understanding of, 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 of how power is abused and misused in the country. There are three particular grants that I wanted to make sure we talk about, and they're the ones that Chromatic Black and the Ida B. Wells Fund will award. You've got your short film, your visual art, and the Creative Placemaking Fund. Would you tell me about each of those? Yes. So the first is the Filmmaking Fund. And this year we are uh, investing in five filmmakers uh, and providing $15,000 for each of those filmmakers. Uh, the deadline is October 28th. 
please go to www, I shouldn't say the www anymore, but idabwellsfund.com. Um, we're also this year, we've expanded the fund to the visual artists. Uh, and we are providing $2,000 for emerging visual artists. We're really excited because one of our jurors is our Atlanta own, Gilbert Young, who's agreed to serve as a juror for the Visual Arts Fund. Um, and then the last is creative placemaking. And so we're looking for folks that are rooted in space, um, in place rather, in place, um, that are wanting to do, to use art as a way to um, act, spur economic development in, in their community. And so we're providing uh, four grants of $25,000 for creative placemakers. Um, and again, all of this information can be found at idabwellsfund.com. Abini, tell me how you all have put together the resources that are necessary to provide these grants to these creative artists last year, now this year, hopefully next year? So um, we have some philanthropic investment. Um, we uh, are supported by pop culture. Um, we're supported by the Robert Wood Johnson um, Foundation. We um, have some support from the Center for uh, the CDC. Um, we also have some support from HRSA and uh, some individual donors. Uh, we've got artists who also believe and they, they support the fund. Um, and, you know, the leadership, it comes from like a space of philanthropy and social justice. And so we've got some really good friends that thought this was a really good idea in the way to address some of the pain points um, within the, with the industry. I mean, leaders in the entertainment industry have been saying for several years now that uh, the creative arts, especially when it comes to filmmaking and television creation and all of the arts are in a, a renaissance, a new heyday, because there are so many platforms where creative talent can show their work. Would you agree or disagree that there is also a heyday now because of the current social justice movement for there to be this disruption of this narrative that you've discussed where we are seeing more stories about people of color. I'm, I'm thinking as we're having this conversation right now, I'm seeing lots of commercials and promos for the feature film telling the story of what happened to Emmett Till. I don't know, we'd have seen this five years ago, 10 years ago, 20 years ago. Yeah, I think so. I, I, I definitely believe that there's a renaissance and I think that we're living in a time where there is a kind of evolution of um, oh, consciousness around the importance and the value for inclusivity within the sector. Mm -hmm. and, and, and because, and that what we need now more than ever is a nuanced, nuanced perspective and complex stories to help us like unpack and deconstruct what is happening. Um, and so 
I think that that's reflective in, in many of these stories that we're beginning to see. Um, and the space that's being provided for, you know, authentic storytelling. So, so I, I have to agree. And then Atlanta is a great space. I've often heard that it might even be like a resurgence of the like the the Harlem Renaissance here. Um, and so we've got this great convergence of, uh, you know, you know, great leadership, um, really, really, you know, the Atlanta University Center, you know, we've got this really robust kind of, you know, intellectual grounding from Emory and Georgia Tech, and we've got entrepreneurship, like it's fertile ground for creativity. Um, you know, and of course we've got these great tax credits. And I just learned that like the voting membership of the Academy, like a significant number of the Academy resides now in Atlanta. Well, so it's always I, great to hear, yes. Yeah, so I think Atlanta itself, you know, it's, it's, it's just fertile ground for uh, creativity and artistry and, um, yeah, so so yeah, I, I think so. I, I had thought about it, uh, Condis, but yeah, I actually, yeah, I think so. Great fertile ground for, for groundbreaking work here. Let me ask you this. In what ways can artists, creative artists, educate, influence, and inform the general public about these challenging issues in the social justice movement in ways that perhaps are not easily achieved by two people sitting across a table and having a conversation? I think the collectives are important. So Chromatic Black represents a collective. Um, I think that being in community with other artists, we call it the cross-pollinization of genius, is important that, 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 that you should seek out um, you know, your people and your tribe. I think that is that is critical. Um, I'd also like to talk about like this David Manuel with Fulton County, who's who's providing um, technical assistance and support to to artists as well. And so like his commitment uh, to like enable making sure that there's enabling conditions for artists to do good work. Um, I think there's Marvin Arrington out of Fulton County who's also been a champion um, and, and, you know, across a spectrum of disciplines. And so, you know, I just wanna give a shout out. I think they've been focused on fashion and art and culture um, and, and how it shapes democracy. I also think as artists that, that we should, you know, always be learning and growing. Um, I love artists. I think it's something kind of inherently built into, into artists to like be able to hear between the spaces um you know that often i think artists are prophetic which is why you know they're so sorely needed um but one is if there's anything i think it's 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 being community and communion with 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 your tribe in order to uh you know to, to help one expand their own the you know their own well that that would be the the advice that I would that I would offer. And is that because when one sits down to be entertained by a film or to appreciate a piece of visual art, that person is in a different headspace where he or she may be more ready to receive 
and understand something that you might not necessarily pick up a book and read about. Absolutely, absolutely. And this medium of, um, you know, the, these new mediums, I think are provide, a, 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 you know, they're new tools to be able to, to, to try to help folks translate um, and, uh, and unpack, you know, the ability to, you know, they provide spaces where we can, you know, develop empathy, um, you know, help to deepen our understanding, you know, be in the, you know, walk in the, 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 the footsteps of someone that's very different from us, right? Um, all of the things that help us to become, you know, uh, uh, better humans. Yeah, all the things that help us to be better humans. Abini, in the couple of minutes that we have left of this conversation, what do you want our audience to know about Chromatic Black, about the Ida B. Wells Fund, and the opportunities for filmmakers and other creatives to take advantage of being a part of this collective, to share their art, and to expand the narrative? Um, so one, please, please visit us at chromaticblack.org. Um, you know, become a part of the collective. Uh, you know, I am chromatic, be chromatic. Um, if you are a visual artist or a filmmaker or a creative placemaker, please apply. Um, you know, please let us know that you're out there. Um, we think this is this the learning is bi-directional. Um, and uh, that the only way that we survive is that we have to be in each other's arms. And so uh you know, reach out. Uh, we're always good for a cup of coffee. So, um, and and Connors, thank you for this this time and this this space to be able to share. And clearly, there is definitely a message in the mission of disrupting. And I and I, from what my ear hearing, the master narrative. There was no mistake in choosing that word. Correct. Correct. It's informed by, you know, Toni Morrison and James Baldwin and Paul Robeson, you know, and uh, Nina Simone, you know, using the art to one, be, become better, to do better. Um, so, so that's why we chose it. Yes, it's extremely intentional. Abini Bloodworth, co-founder of Chromatic Black. Where can we find you on social media? I think you just told us that, but I want to, I want to clarify and get that in one more time. So you can follow us on Instagram at chromatic.black uh, and you can visit us at iwwellsfund.com or you can come hang out with us at chromaticblack.org. The Ida B. Wells Disrupting the Master Narrative Fund partners with artists, activists across the spectrum of creative disciplines, offering awards, as we've talked about, ranging from $2,000 to $25,000. And if you are interested, you are a filmmaker or a visual artist, the short fund film applications uh, supporting Black filmmakers, five of them with $15,000 grants, deadline November 21st. Visual Arts, six artists, $2,000 each, deadline November 30th. The Creative Placemaking Fund, supporting four creative placemakers at $25,000 each, uh, deadline December 1. And again, Abini, the website is? IdaBWellsFund.com. We appreciate you and your time. Thank you so much for being with us. Thank you. Perspectives is a community and public affairs program produced with you in mind.
If there's a guest or an issue you'd like to hear me explore, I hope you'd let me know. The easiest way to connect with me is on social media. Just slip me a DM or send me a message. Search Condas Presley on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. And yeah, I know you're asking, how do you spell Condas? C-O-N-D-A-C-E. And Presley has two S's. That's P-R-E-S-S-L-E-Y. Friends, I appreciate your listening. Be sure to listen again next week at the same time as we explore new perspectives. This is your invitation to the intersection of versatility and design. Experience the empowering feeling of the Lexus SUVs and some of the best offers of the year on select models at the Invitation to Lexus sales event, now through April 1st. Lease the 2024 RX 350 Premium All-Wheel Drive for $5.28 a month for 36 months with $49.99 to its signing. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. Call 1-800-USA-LEXUS for important lease offer and pricing details. Not all customers will qualify. Offer in the Lexus Eastern area and it's April 1st, 2024.